good day and welcome to The Buzz, a bank automation news podcast. I'm Deputy Editor Lorraine Lawson, and recently I spoke with Matthew Richardson, the Head of Product Solutions at Citizens Commercial Bank. We talked about Citizens Commercial's recent survey of 260 corporate decision makers, which found real-time payments topped their list of banking priorities. Find out what it means for banks and automation in today's podcast. In a nationwide survey of 260 corporate decision makers nationwide, you found that the ability to offer real-time payment topped the list of requirements for the first time, even more important than the ability to provide the lowest cost financing. That seems like a big shift. Why now and why is this so important to corporate decision makers? It, it is a big shift and it really highlights the importance um, of real-time payments in the landscape of of how these corporates are making decisions. My view is the pandemic exposed the fragility of the system that has been in place for many, many years that still relies heavily on paper and therefore the necessity to have people in physical locations handling physical items. Because of that, sorry, go ahead, Lorraine. No, I was just going to say, why real time do you think? Well, so I think there's even there's an even higher demand now than than even before the pandemic. Certainly the shift to digital was happening, but post pandemic, there's even a higher demand to want to digitize and automate processes. Um, And and real time payments is part of that part of the way to replace paper with a more modern solution that's built for the 21st century digital economy. And I think that part for a corporate making a decision, they're looking for a bank that is participating in and offering real-time payments. It's a signal that the bank is serious about enabling digital transformation and is ready for the future of payments. And I think that's why it weighs so heavily in their decision-making. So what does this mean for financial institutions like Citizen Commercial? So for citizens, we are intent on helping our customers automate, achieve efficiency, um, and achieve operational resilience, you know, from a business continuity perspective. Citizens was an early adopter of real-time payments, and we have worked uh, very closely with our customers to help them understand the use cases and drive adoption as they, you know, continue, embark on or continue their digital transformation. And what are some of those use cases? So they can vary, but any sort of, there's B2B use cases, there's B2C use cases, any time where the um, certainty of payment or the precision of payment is important is a great use case for real-time payments, especially as the limits have gone up. It started at at 25,000, as a per transaction limit, um, but will soon go up to a million as a per transaction limit. So it, it uh, real-time payments, the clearinghouse version of real-time payments has gotten more, um, uh, um, it's more robust or, you know, it ha- you can use it in more situations now that as the limits are going higher and it does offer that absolute precision of payment, you know, if you make a real-time payment, that money will get there in seconds. That's amazing. 
85% of respondents said they want banks to provide real-time payment solutions. So what does that mean in practice for banks? Are, are you using ACH to do that? Or um, how do you approach that? Yeah, it, it's a good question, Lorraine. I, my view is that real-time payments, you know, sort of um, lowercase uh, real-time payments can mean different things to different people. It might mean the clearinghouse version of real-time payments, sort of capital letters, real-time payments. But to your point, to some, it might mean same-day ACH, and to others, it might mean um, Zelle, either in um, either with the P2P in the P2P space or the B2C space for Zelle. Um, I think the message is that banks have to have the solutions that customers want in this real-time continuum. We have to... An, be able to enable them to transact in the way that works for them. Um, uncertainty in the timing of payments does not have to be an issue anymore in this day and age. Um, and our clients should not have to deal with that level of uncertainty of when is the payment going to get there and that just lack of transparency of, you know, the check is in the mail. Um, and I think our clients are starting to realize that, that, that they do not, that they can have more precision in their pay with their payments, given some of these new options. So uh, you found that more than half of the respondents had already implemented real-time payments or in the process of doing so that, did you have any statistics on how they're achieving that? Like which technology route they're taking? Sure. Well, I think first off, when they look at real-time payments, the, the clearinghouse version of real-time payments, they, they're starting to realize that over 60% of the bank accounts in the United States are connected to real-time payments. They are reachable to at least receive a payment. Um, and there's more banks connecting all the time. From a connectivity perspective, we um, at Citizens, we want to be, um, to give our clients options to be versatile. So we have enabled real-time payments send and receive. So if a client just wants to receive, that's enabled. But if they want to be an originator, that's enabled as well. And we allow our customers to originate via our commercial online banking system. They have a relatively lower volume. Um, they can input their payments on commercial online banking, and they can also send us a file uh, via transmission of real-time payments. Our final, um, the sort of third leg of the stool from an origination perspective is API, which we are working on rolling out this year. And APIs really lend themselves nicely to real-time payments because they're sort of, you can send them out kind of one by one via that API connection. So most of our commercial customers already use commercial online banking and it's super easy to just turn on that, that new payment um, channel via a, um, via a system they're already very uh, comfortable with. Okay, and when you say real-time payment, are they also settled in real-time or is that something that's handled later? Is the settlement they, part of that? Settled, yes, absolutely. It it it's sent and settled within seconds. So RTP is a is a legit. It's a little bit different than you know, like going over card rails and, and the settlement is separate. Um, with real time payments, it is a settlement system. And how do banks support that from a technology standpoint? Like, what do you, what did you all have to put in place to support real time payments? Yep. Yeah, so basically um, what we did, it you essentially need a, a back-end uh, platform to that, that will connect 
to the clearinghouse or, or whoever the provider is, you know, FedNow, you know, could be, could be a provider in the future. You need a backend system that will do that. What we did at Citizens was we took a step back, knowing that real-time payments was uh, a net new payment system, the first material net new payment system in 40 plus years since ACH in the you know, 70s. We took, we took a step back and assessed our technology infrastructure. And we, we, we wanted to get away from the legacy way that banks have handled payments, which is handling it via a siloed application. This application does wire. This application does ACH. Those two applications do not talk to each other, right? So we wanted to get into a more modern technology infrastructure of a payment hub where you could have a one system that originates all these payment types just by adding clearing channels. It's much more modern. It's you're, You have a much better um, ability to, to understand your customers' payments flows across their payments types. Um, so that's how citizens elected to do it. So not only did we roll out the new payment type in real-time payments, but we modernized our payment infrastructure in the process. And when did you do that? Was that, has that been a few years or recently? That was, we went live with RTP in 2019. So it's been, it's been a journey from, you know, sort of a three or four year journey to install that new technology, come live on receive, then go live on send, then add different options on how to send. Um, and there, there is still things that evolving as well, like request for payment, that part of real, that part of real-time payments that's um, going to allow it to, you know, billers to reach consumers, for example, um, work continues to build that capability out too. So what do you think will be the big rollout this year that you'll see or your customers? Will so, see? yeah, I think um, there's a lot that's going on um, in terms of driving more volume through real-time payments. Like, for example, banks are moving their Zelle clearing um, to real-time payments to leverage the rail. And also a big push is going to be requests for payment and getting more of more of the consumer sides of the banks to offer that experience to their consumer customers. So I'm on the commercial side of the bank and we're trying to offer that as an option to our billers, the corporates who bill consumers, but you need all the consumer parts of the bank, um, of all the banks to offer that experience on their side as well through their um, online banking and mobile. So that will be a big push in 22. So FedNow is expected, I guess, within a year, right? what role will it right. play on the consumer side of things? I'm more familiar with the, I'm not consumer, the co- commercial side of the bank. Yeah, I think that FedNow will be another option to generate real-time payments when it does become available in 2023. Um, and then, you know, banks start to connect to it. Um, a lot of the larger commercial banks in the U.S. have have already made a bet and have invested in real-time payments, and I think FedNow will be similar to that, uh, but it certainly um, should be a viable option for um, any commercial customers of banks um, that connect to it. I'm wondering how consumers and how 
your customers on the commercial side are supposed to make sense of all the payment options that are available. Uh, <laughs> do you have any advice there? Yeah, well, absolutely. And I think it's incumbent upon us as their bankers to offer them that advice and guidance on it. it you're, it's a great point, Lorraine. It is a rapidly changing landscape. It feels like everything was pretty static in payments for a long time. And then boom, we're introducing all these new uh, payment options and things are getting much more modern. So it is incumbent on, um, on the bankers to make sure we're talking to our customers, understand what their use cases are and what they're trying to achieve and really recommend the right choices or the right options to them. And there's also um, an opportunity for the banks to um provide technology, leverage technology and sort of, you know, artificial intelligence and some of these um, things that some of these tools that are now available to make it a little simpler for clients in a way, meaning you don't necessarily need to tell me what type of payment that you want to originate. If you can tell me where it needs to go, when it needs to get there, and with what level of certainty does the payment need to sort of settle, maybe the bank can direct the payment out using the best rail to meet the requirement that the customer has put has established for that payment. So in a way, it, it, the landscape is getting more confusing, but the banks can simplify it by, you know, don't make say, saying to the customer, you don't have to choose what the, what the payment type is. Just tell us information about the payment and we'll make sure it gets there the way you've asked us to. Sort of Over. intelligent routing of payments. So is that something you've invested in as well, the NAI side to manage some of this? That, that is something that we are actively working on, being able to do that. So, so right now we can, we can tell a company, we can tell one of our, our customers you send us a payment file with all of your payments and we'll make sure that they go um, in, via the right, um, via the uh, payment type that you requested. But at this point, they're telling us what, the, what payment type they want. The future of this is you don't even have to tell us. We'll take all the criteria that we've agreed to ahead of time and we will apply the best payment type based on everything we know about the payment. And will that be automated then? Is it is this sort of manual function now or is it already Well, automated? right right now it's automated in the sense that customers generate the payment files out of their systems. They flow straight to the bank and those payments get executed. So it's not manual from that regard. But in the future it would be theoretically simplified for a corporate um, because they would not necessarily have to say, make these payments by ACH, make these by real-time payments, make these by wire and make these by card. Instead, they would say, here's our, here, in general, here's our philosophy of how we um, tackle payments. And we'll give, you a, we'll give you a list of payments that need to be made. We'll tell you if any of them require payment certainty, meaning you know, a wire has a different level of certainty than an ACH does, for example. So that finality of payment is important. And then also, you know, you take into consideration, say, a card payment. Um, does the payer want to be able to generate um, 
you know, sort of the, the uh, rev share off that payment due to the interchange. So there's those considerations as well. So theoretically, the banks can take all that into consideration and just execute those payments for the client. And they don't have to worry so much about keeping up with every little change in the landscape. You know, it might, it might escape their attention that the real-time payment um, per transaction limit, you know, went up, say, for example. But the bank would know that. Um, overall, your survey also suggested as people are going back to work, their views have shifted on how they interact with and view their treasury management platforms. I thought this was interesting. It, 59% of them said if they could get back any wasted time from working on a treasury management platform during the week, they would spend it focusing on strategy. Uh, do you think there's room there for automation, ways in which they might automate these functions or the bank could automate for them? And what does Absolutely. that Yeah, so what does that mean for for banks like Citizen Commercial and how you approach technology? I, I, I'm glad you pointed that out from the survey because I thought that was a very powerful, you know, sort of response that we got uh, from the survey, that desire to get time back to do more important things. Um, our commercial clients are absolutely interested in automating functions. Uh, they want to achieve efficiency. They want to alloc reallocate their energy to more value-added work like strategy and they're interested in the business continuity that comes with you know, automating a process and not relying on people in places handling physical things. Um, so we have doubled down on that auto on automation solutions over the past couple of years. And we've seen incredible interest in automation on both the payable side and the receivable side. The technology has really evolved in you know, machine learning and artificial intelligence to the point where it's creating really powerful, powerful value for our corporates. And they're maybe with the aid of COVID or maybe they were headed this way anyway, but they're much more willing to give this, this evolving and improving technology a shot and they're really seeing the value. Um, we've seen it uh, quite a bit with receivables automation and the way that it resonates with our clients to help simplify the complex process of it's great you received a payment, but now you have to apply it. So what do you see automating in the next year for clients? I think that's going to continue. I think both on the on the receivables automation side, regardless of the payment type, whether it's a paper payment and a lot electronic payment, regardless of how the remittance information comes in, was it included with the payment? Was it sent via an email? Is there a PDF? Whatever it might be, um, helping our customers deal with all that and doing it more efficiently so they can reallocate time uh, to more value-added tasks will continue to be important. On the payable side, what are the steps ahead of payables, including um, automating the invoicing process? So I think there's a lot of opportunity there. Um, and then as we talked about a little bit earlier, that next frontier of intelligent uh, payment routing. I think customers will be, our corporates will be very interested in that. Um, so as a way to simplify what the decisions they have to make and trust the bank to make those decisions for them. You've been listening to The Buzz, a bank automation news podcast. Thank you for your time and be sure to visit us at bankautomationnews.com. 
can also follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn. Please don't hesitate to rate this podcast on your platform of choice.